When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Daily Thrones fans, we are talking about your most anticipated moment in season eight. It could be a little scene. It could be a, a, a an emotional reunion. I talked yesterday about Arya and Jon Snow. I want to see them back together again. We have some of your thoughts coming in. But I'm here with Andres Ace Cabrera from Schmoznow and the podcast Meaning, uh, The Meaning Of, right? The Meaning Of podcast, yeah. Yeah, you and Robert Butler III coming up uh, with some good stuff. Uh, you are one of my favorite Game of Thrones voices and minds. Um, I want to. I think this is a good answer from you. Your most anticipated moment in season eight. See, I keep thinking about the fate of Cersei Lannister, right? Because everyone's assuming that Jaime is going to be the one right. to kill Cersei. I really want to see if that's the case. I want to see if it's Tyrion. I want to see if it's Jaime. I feel at this point now, it it would almost be more shocking if it was Tyrion than if it yeah. was Jaime, because everyone's just waiting for Jaime to kill her. It just makes sense, right? Sometimes the answer is the answer. And the Valencar prophecy might be not a factor in the show in terms of naming it as a prophecy. We definitely know it was cut out of Maggie the Frog's uh, prophecy in season five. But so you're anticipating that reveal or just that moment, the look on Cersei's face? How do you want to this go the down? The whole thing. I really want to see if it is, in fact, Jamie Lannister choking her with his golden hand yeah. and just making it even more epic. I think... That is the big thing, because my thing is like, I keep thinking about the endgame, right? Yeah. Is the endgame really the Night's King, or is it Cersei Lannister? That's a good question. We can say in a little bit of that. to go down, right? right. Is it right. the Night's King, or is it Cersei? That is a, this is why you're one of my favorite Game of Thrones minds here. I think the, the people, a lot of people questioning, what's the motivation of the Night King? Is he just evil? Is he just marching over the land? And we keep talking about this battle. How long do you want the battle to last? Well, let's say it ends, the battle happens uh, episode three or four. We still got two left. Cersei might be the problem. That's what I'm saying. What if they defeat the Night's King, like episode four yeah. of the last season, and the last two episodes has to deal with, like, what do we do with the rest of the kingdom now that he's dead? You know, yeah. who's going to be on the throne kind of thing. And I think Cersei is going to be the one to really pull in that. She might be the problem. And you know what's interesting about that? When you think about it, the way the story ended last season, the threat's the Night King. I get that. But... If Cersei was to die before the Night King dies, I, as a longtime viewer and reader, I'd feel a little cheated. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what if... I don't know. I just really feel like, is Game of Thrones really about a guy, the Night's King, who just wants to see everyone dead? Is that really a convincing finale to a story, or do we want to see the real battle of the Iron Throne? I, I think you're onto something there. I think that's something we'll probably have to discuss more here on Daily Thrones. I'll get you back for that because, yeah, the main event, it looks like Jon Snow versus the Night King, but it's Cersei versus everyone, and I can buy into that. You got the Golden Company. You got Euron. She's still got pieces. I think she's just going to wait to see who wins, the Night's King or Jon Snow, and it's one of those things where she says whoever is left will deal with them when it comes. Yeah. Maybe she's just waiting for the victor of the dead and the living. And uh, then the dead might end up being her when Jamie Lannister comes down. A quick thought here. Do you want it to be Jamie, or do you think that's the most satisfying? Would you accept another substitute? I see. If, if it is Jamie, if it really is going to be Jamie, I don't see him surviving. For some reason, uh, if, yeah. if Jamie is the one to kill her, I see him dying along with her. Yeah. 
If it's not Jamie, I do see him possibly having, having a happy ending. Hopefully, fingers crossed, with my favorite, which is Brienne of Tarth. Brandon and Jamie, kissing yeah. in a tree. Sorry, Tormund, not you this time. All right, that is uh, Ace's Thoughts. You can listen to his podcast, The Meaning of, with Robert Butler III on the Schmozno Podcast Network, available wherever fine podcasts uh, are available, and on YouTube as well. The audio version's up. It's a little video there. They do great. They're smart, insightful guys, as you can tell right now. Check it out. All right, guys, let's listen to some of your most anticipated scenes in Season 8. Hey, Ken, Kevin Ross. Uh, my most anticipated scene is similar to yours, but it falls under the auspices of an episode I call The Siege of Winterfeld. This is where the Night King is going to break off uh, 95% of his army and head them south with most of the Whites and the White Walkers, and he's going to take a, a couple of lieutenants and himself and 5% of the army and attack Winterfell directly in trying to take out Bran in an assassination attempt to stop the cycle from happening. Uh, that's when um, we're, we're going to see all the kids with all their, their um, uh, powers uniting, so to speak, uh, John and Arya uh, going to have him defend Bran because Bran's under attack by Whites from the Crips, etc., etc. Uh, but in th- that is the context of seeing the actual Night King move his pieces on the board uh, to uh, assassinate Bran, uh, go to the God's Eye, and we ultimately end up setting up Plan B when the Golden Company fails. Thanks. Hey, Ken. So my most anticipated scene, your, your pick of uh, John and Arya's reunion, that's a very good one. That's high on my list. But mine's kind of like a two for one. And mine's actually the scene where Danny and John find out they're related. I, I think it's going to be just so powerful and dramatic and have it has so many implications with you know who, who John really is. I just think it's going to be so mind-blowing for both of them to find this out that I think the scene will probably be incredible no matter how they end up finding out. Hey, Ken, here's a funny observation I was just sort of making. Wanted to throw it your way. You like to say a lot that Arya is the Batman of Westeros. Cool. Totally, I totally get it. Totally agree with you. Does that mean that Jon Snow would be the Superman of Westeros, hear me out. What do we know about those two characters? Well, they both uh, fight to protect people. They've both died. Well, Superman kind of died, but not really. But they came back. Uh, they are both orphans that were raised by another family. And if you combine the way Jon Snow is in the books and show, he's got all these abilities like warging. He can't control that, but he could learn. And then the dragon whispering power now because he's bonded, because he's half Targaryen. What do you think? Is Jon Snow Superman, or am I just being crazy? All right, Mark, over there at Mark Talk, you're an anchor. Check out his station, another good call. We call Arya Stark the Batman of Westeros around Daily Thrones, and he's saying, hey, does that make Jon Snow the Superman of Westeros? And quick glance, I'm all in. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. There's some similarities some similarities or similarities, however you want to say it. It's fine with me here on Daily Thrones. Uh, some similarities to what's going on with Henry Cavill's Superman. Focusing on that one more than any other iteration. There's many to choose from, I understand. But it kind of makes some sort of sense. Jon Snow, uh, he represents hope. He represents a good point of view. He's a good guy. But he doesn't. Uh, his actions are sometimes misinterpreted. He might make some drastic uh, decisions that cause people to die or, or ends up killing the bad guy when people think maybe he shouldn't snap his neck. And then in the end, 
pays for it. And some people might celebrate that. There's a lot of people in the North that still might hold a little bit of a grudge against Jon Snow. You let wildings south of the wall. And I don't think Jon Snow is done dealing with those repercussions. Once news really, really slides on down, uh, we know the North understands it and they've accepted it. But the farther you go, people will be like, whoa, whoa, you what? We don't want you around, Superman Snow. He died. He paid the price. He kind of rose back up again, which is what we're going to assume that we're seeing in Justice League. So, yeah. I like that idea. Jon Snow is the Superman of Westeros, which, of course, begs the question, what is the Justice League of Westeros? What what would you what would you say those are? You know, let's we have a lot of different Justice League characters to look at. You can pull from the comics list. You can go to the movies right now and, and see what you got. You know, looking at uh, Wonder Woman, Diana Prince, in many ways... I see that as Daenerys Targaryen, kind of uh, raised young to be a potential ruler, raised uh, off away from the rest of the world for her safety and maybe the world's safety as well. We don't know. But I also think there's some parallels to uh, Bran of Tarth. I think you could draw some kind of things there. Um, So... I don't know. I would lean actually towards Brienne of Tarth, but what do you guys think? Who's Wonder Woman? Now, Aquaman, Jason Momoa, I guess you could just say it's Khal Drogo, but I'm kind of almost looking at who's still around, who's still surviving right now. Um, And Aquaman to me, well, I don't know. I I think that's the merman himself. Varys, right? He's under... All right, maybe that's just a theory. I don't know. Now, the Flash, the Flash could be just about anyone in Westeros depending uh, on who you're talking about and how fast they're traveling. So maybe the Flash is Gendry, because Gendry went pretty fast to get back to that wall. So I'm voting Gendry for the Flash. Cyborg, you know, this is a, this is a, a, a former college athlete cybernetically reconstructed after nearly fatal accident. And to me, that's kind of Jamie Lannister. Uh, Jamie Lannister maybe could be more of a Green Lantern type, too. He's kind of a protector, you know, kind of, you know, it depends on how the, the version of Jamie and what mood he's in. I don't know. Kieran Hines is playing Steppenwolf in uh, in the motion picture coming out there. But, uh, you know, is he Mance Raider? I don't know. Or is Steppenwolf more Tywin Lannister? I don't know. I'm going to have one. You got Lois Lane. Is that is that Sansa Stark? I don't know. Is it just somebody? I'm looking too too close on that. You guys, I want you to know who's Lex Luthor. Now, now, Bran we know is Doctor Manhattan, so we're leaving the Justice League property, and Bran is Doctor Manhattan. But who else you got? Let's form the Justice League of Westeros. Uh, let's form just a general superhero team, the Avengers of Westeros too. Let's have some fun, cast it, see what's going on. Great thought starter, Mark. That's what we do here on Daily Thrones. Hey, Ken. I want to answer a few questions that you posted over the past few days. Um, first off, I don't really think that Winds of Winter is being held back. I don't really think it's sitting on a shelf and just waiting to be released. I think that's just too good to be true. I'd love it to be true, even though I'd want it to be released as soon as possible. But I really do think that George is still working on it, still trying to get the kinks out, still trying to tell his story. 
Now, in terms of Arya or Jaime to kill Cersei, I think that Arya should focus on fighting the White Walkers and staying with her family for the time being. I think maybe she'll try to go after Cersei later on in Season 8, maybe after the war with the White Walkers is over. But I, don't, I think it'd be more satisfying to see Jaime eventually take uh, Cersei out. Daily Thrones is signing off for the day. We'll be back tomorrow per usual. Don't forget the Daily Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. Hope you're listening to that if you're uh, not just listening here on Anchor. we got some new callers coming in tomorrow. i got some calls queued up, and I want to ask you guys this question, and I'm going to answer it tomorrow as well. What would be the one thing you would hate to have happen in Season 8? What do we not want to have happen? What is the one thing that would break your spirit as a Game of Thrones fan? We'll discuss it tomorrow here on Daily Thrones.